We're on the road with Mickey, we're gonna have some fun. Regardless of the rain or sun, our trip has just begun. So buckle up, let's go, we're about to start the show. And maybe if you like us, you'll see where else we'll go. Hi everyone, I'm Sophie, he's Mike. Welcome to our little corner of the podcasting universe. Hopefully you like the sound of our voices and you want to stick around for the show. Not that it stays in one place for long. I mean, after all, we are on the road with Mickey. So hop in the car and buckle up your skate belts because we've got an awesome adventure this week. Now a brief rundown before we get moving. First up, our roundtable talk where we'll discuss the main topic for this week, followed by some Disney trivia ranging from Disney history to a random Disney character of the day. Well, that's just about it. Everybody ready? Let's get this show on the road. Hey, everyone. I'm Mike, and she's Sophie. Hi. And we're on the road with Mickey. This is episode number 26 for June 29th, 2020. And the feature topic today is patriotism at Disney. And we thought with July 4th coming up just around the corner, this would be a great week to talk about some of the great patriotic things that you can experience at Disney parks um, or even outside of the parks that are Disney related. So um, I think we've got a fun show for you today, but like always, we have some cheddar from the big cheese, don't we, Sophie? Yes, we do. Yeah. Um, I'll start with the first one because it's a lot of travel agent type stuff. But um, last week, the Disney park reservation system went into place. Um, On the 22nd, which is a week ago, you could make your park reservation selections if you were a Disney Resort guest with tickets. And then on the 24th, which was last Wednesday, you could um, make Walt Disney World bookings for 2021. And you could, um, adding tickets to those to that booking would then allow you to make your park reservation selections for those days. And then on um, June 26th, which was Friday, annual pass holders can make their park selections, uh, their park reservations. And on June 28th, um, existing ticket holders can make park reservations. And additionally, so yesterday, additionally, um, my understanding was that the um, tickets, if you needed to purchase tickets for 2021, you could also do that on June 28th. Um, there's a little bit of a delay in purchasing tickets if you need tickets for 2020, but um, I think Disney will get all that sorted out in the near future. So it's just a lot of dates and everything it made it made it very confusing for travel agents all across the disney world so um so it's just I, a whole lot of whole lot of confusion there but i can only imagine yeah so give us our next little bit here sophie you take the next two how about that okay well regarding some of the events that will be happening in the park at Be Our Guest in the Magic Kingdom, they are unfortunately dropping breakfast and making a lunch and dinner 
and making lunch a table service reservation so there will be no more quick service component to be our guest, unfortunately. And yeah. then and at the reopening of Hong Kong Disneyland, it also brought back the return of some of the great Disney popcorn buckets. So that's a little more interesting. We have Cinderella's can carriage we have the onward van from the newest pixar movie and we also have some new tumblers not sure what tumblers are well the tumblers are glasses but um oh but they're shaped like um balls with mickey ears on them and they have straws you drink out of and um to me they just looked really cool i didn't grab a picture for it but um but to me they just looked really really cool so so that's what tumblers are sophie um and then the last bit of news is huge news out of disneyland and it's not it's not good news but um but it is what it is and um they announced disneyland announced that the state of california is not issuing park reopening guidelines until after july 4th so and we don't know exactly when after july 4th so disneyland has announced that it needs to delay its reopening and so unfortunately that means it's very likely that they won't be open on the july 17th target date which is the 65th anniversary of disneyland which is just a it's a big shame because I know so many people were looking forward to that. I know our friends Sheila and Randy and Jagan were totally looking forward to it. And now they've been disappointed. So it's just, mm-hmm. it's just sad. So, and I'm sorry to end our cheddar from the big cheese on a downer like that. Um, you know, if you want a little bit of a of fun, you want to talk about, go, go check out our Facebook group. It's on the road with Mickey group or check out our page and just um, see what we got out over there. You know, it's not we try and keep it on the positive side for all that. So um, so there's that. But um, but anyway, that's all the cheddar from the big cheese that I've got. Do you have anything else, Sophie? I do not. OK, then let's go ahead and hit our feature topic. And we were talking about, um, you know, like we said in the beginning, how how patriotic Walt Disney was. You know, he had such a major love for America. And um, and I think this episode is going to showcase all of that and then some. And um, and so we thought patriotism at Disney would be a really good way to focus on some of the things that you can experience at the parks and outside of the parks that truly are patriotic in nature and and you may not even be thinking about it but if you if you sit down and realize it you know i had a list that was only about six or seven things and then i really started thinking about it a bit and i came up with like five or six more things in the parks themselves that really do hit on that patriotic um note so so i thought it'd be fun to share some of those mm-hmm so, um, Sophie, do you want to take some of these first, or do you want me to start us off? Um, I think that we should go in alternating order for, like, 
three for me, three for you, three for me, that sort of thing. Okay. Just That's because fine. there are so many things that we have written down here. So I would love if you started us off because you're the one that started this list. I I would love if you took the first three. Okay. Well, the first one um, is really cool, in my opinion. It's something that kind of gets overlooked, I think, by most park goers. And that is the... Um, flag raising and lowering ceremonies and what it is at the magic kingdom and um at the magic kingdom specifically i'm not sure if they do it at the other three parks at the at walt disney world but the magic kingdom they have flag raising and lowering ceremonies and they grab um they get a member of the military to help out and they say the Pledge of Allegiance, and they lower the flag at the end of the day at 5 p.m. And um, and it's just a really neat, um, simple ceremony, but it really highlights, you know, just a reminder that we're in America and that it's a really cool thing to be honoring our country, you know, and to honoring the flag. And so, so and, and during the pandemic, um, one of the neat things that Disney Parks blog released was video showing them continuing the flag raising and, and lowering ceremonies um, each morning, even though there were no guests in attendance. So that was really cool. And I'll, I'll post a link in the show notes so that if you want to watch that, you can. Um, and then the second thing I have on the list is over in Liberty Square. And I was focusing on. The Hall of Presidents, which, Sophie, what you got is your background. I actually have the new refurbished exterior for the Hall of Presidents. I'm not quite sure when it was refurbished, but I think it looks great. I think it looks great, too. And um, in addition to the, the actual attraction, the Hall of Presidents, you know, Sophie and I were thinking that Liberty Square itself is a great representation of America because... It talks about um, it talks about America during the Revolutionary War days, you know, and and how it's themed, you know, and it's like you're being immersed right in um, right in the Revolutionary War effort, you know. So it's kind of cool. So the Hall of Presidents, of course, focuses on all the presidents and has a great show, and um, and each president is announced, and I think it's really neat, and it's a really it's it's a great it's a great attraction for me. It's an educational attraction. It's also on a very hot day a great air conditioned relaxation point, but it's also a great reminder of the history of this country. So so it's really yes. cool in that regard. Um and then and that's at the Magic Kingdom, of course. And then over at um over at Epcot. In World Showcase, we've got the American Adventure Pavilion, which has its own show called the American Adventure, and that focuses more on the spirit of America and and all the struggles that we've gone through, but also all the successes we've achieved because of those. And um, and so it's a similar vein from the Hall of Presidents, but a little just a little bit different. So um, so it's really mm -hmm. cool, you know, it's really worth checking out. It is. And now it's my turn, and this is synonymous with 
the American Adventure Pavilion, these next two. But in the foyer, because people have to wait for each show that comes on to the American Adventure. So in the foyer, mm-hmm. they have another form of entertainment, and that would be the Voices of Liberty, which are this a cappella group, and they sing the most beautiful American folk songs. They are Mm-hmm. truly wonderful to hear and to see yes they are and in fact my dad daddy and i we have a an album of some of the songs that they sing and we have it on our phones and they are just amazing to see he yeah. and to ugh, my voice is dry sorry they're wonderful to see and and to experience and um and and to listen to and there's some just some great great american music that you really you know when you start hearing it you'll recognize them you know yeah even and if you then, haven't heard them in forever mhm so they have a very specific feel to their voices yeah and then next door to the american adventure this is a restaurant that we haven't tried yet because it's so new and I don't think it opened for long before <clears throat> before the parks closed. And that would be Sam Eagle and the Regal Eagle Restaurant. It's a quick service restaurant, so that's good. And it focuses on traditional American food, cuisine, if you want to get. Yeah. Like, and the thing about Sam Eagle is that he was a Muppet and... I think the entire point of his character is that he was supposed to be that typical American patriot, but he's also so lovable that he couldn't be anything close to typical. Exactly. And and he's he is basically an eagle that loves America. So mm-hmm. so it's perfect that he is focusing on the regal eagle as the showcase of all food, but mostly American <laughs> or something like that. It's something that's like that for the tagline. Okay. So. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but it's really cool. It's really mm-hmm. cool. And then after that, this goes back over to the magic kingdom. And I think this is the most like explicit evident Ode to America in the Disney parks, and that would be Main Street USA. It's at, it's in California. It's at Florida, and heck, I think the other parks that are outside might have something similar to it. I'm not quite sure if they do or not, but it is. It's just that golden age American town, and. Mm-hmm. You know, because you see everywhere you go, you see these red, white, and blue banners hanging from the windows, and the name is literally written into it. And it's just great to see. There are so many fun shops. And look at Daddy's background. That is a parade that happened in Main Street, USA. And even the Family Fun Day Parade, it has the red, white, and blue theme to it. So you know that it is an American town, and it's meant to symbolize, like, the best parts of America. Yes, it is. And um, and it's a shame that the Family Fun Day Parade is no longer um, a parade that is offered at Disney. 
but um but it was great when we were able to see it and um and like sophie was saying main street usa is just that is a look back in time at the american landscape for small town usa you know every small town had a main street and um and you could go do your shopping. You could go get entertainment. You could go grab a bite to eat, and and just on and on and on. And that's the whole point of Main Street USA was to focus on that, on that nostalgia of, of having a, um, a look at some really cool things that were related to small town America, and. I think you're right, Sophie. The other parks outside of the country do have a version of Main Street. Of course, they don't call it Main Street USA, but they have something similar. Um, and I'm not certain exactly what they are either because we haven't been to those. But um, but anyway, they do have something similar. And now, um, next on our list, and these are things that you know you might think of them a little bit as a stretch, if you think about it, and that's why I think I missed some of these at first. But um, but you know what? If you if you give it just a little bit of thought, you can pick up on the on the spirit of America and the the patriotic tone um, in these attractions and, and moments and places. You know, and one of them is over in Tomorrowland, and it's simply the Carousel of Progress. And you know, I don't really think of that as a patriotic attraction but there is the scene where they're getting ready for the fourth of july parade right sophie mm-hmm. you're right and so it's like and all it's of a sudden it, it, it hits you that it's patriotic and and not only that it's similar to main street in that it's looking through you know it's looking back in time to those time periods and and showing how america has has kind of progressed so Mm-hmm. I think I think thinking about it, I, I'm kind of surprised that I didn't think about it at first, you know, that I had to really rack it a little bit and then figure out, wait a minute, that absolutely fits into our topic for today. Mm-hmm. So and then um, taking a hop across the country, we've got over at um, Main Street USA in Disneyland. We've got great moments with Mr. Lincoln, and that has been there nearly as long as the park itself has been there. I think, let's see here, when we were there for, it was 2015, was the 60th anniversary. That, I think, was also the 55th anniversary of Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln. And I can't remember exactly. So while I'm talking, Sophie, maybe you can confirm that on Google. Yeah. But um, but I think it's I think it opened five years after the park did so, so I think it opened in, um, in 1960, but um, but regardless, it's a great exhibit, and um, what's really neat about it is you know similar to American Adventure, 1965, Daddy. Okay, so it's ten years after. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it is coming up on its. 50th, 55th anniversary right mm-hmm. now, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, anyway, like the American Adventure Pavilion, Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln also has, in addition to 
Voices of Liberty over at, at American Adventure, they have a little bit of a walking museum that you can check out. And it's got some really cool details, um, you know, and, and I didn't even mention it with Hall of Presidents, but it's got a replica of the seal of the United States. In, mm-hmm. And it's an actual, it's one of the actual seals um, that is issued by the United States government in the Hall of Presidents. And, um, and as such, you can't walk on it. And they've got it roped around. They got a barrier up, so you can't touch it because it is that important. But um, but great moments with Mr. Lincoln has been there um, since 1965, so it's coming up on 55 years this year, and um, and it's a great tribute to President Lincoln. And that was one of Walt Disney's childhood heroes, wasn't it, Sophie? Mm-hmm. In fact, I was reading today. Um, looking up some last minute history things and patriotic things. And I read that in night when he was in fifth grade, Walt Disney uh, modified one of his dad's hats, made it into a top hat and um, put on, did something to, to, to um, make a beard and put a mole on his face and put on a long top coat. And he went to school dressed as Abraham Lincoln and he recited the Gettysburg address um, by memory to mm-hmm. his classmates. So that just shows exactly how much respect and admiration Walt Disney had um, for Abraham Lincoln and for his country, you know. I can only imagine how much his history teacher loved him. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So, and then um, one thing that that Cindy and I have done, your mommy and I have done, Sophie, is we were at Walt Disney World on July third and fourth. Of mm-hmm. the year 2000 So it was a month before we got married We were down visiting your Nana and Poppy And we went over to Disney for the 3rd and the 4th And we actually Were able to um, Take in some of the Fireworks that they had At Epcot and Magic Kingdom And for the 3rd and the 4th They decorate They they changed the fireworks show um, so that it's a patriotic fireworks show And it was really, really cool um, We saw them from a distance Because back then I did not like fireworks And I was a chicken about it But um, but we saw some of it And so that would be something we might want to do as a family And come back and see it again in the future When we're able to You're right so, I could always bring you back That's right, you could <laughs> Or we could bring you. So. Yeah. All right. So, what do you have for us? Well, next from that, we have something that is both funny and also semi serious. As you know, the last thing I talked about was Sam Eagle and the Regal Eagle restaurant. Well, he has a very important role in a little thing that I love to call Muppet Vision 3D. And the thing about Sam is that, like I said, he's a patriot, and his restaurant is focused around all foods, but mostly American. Well, at the end of Muppet Vision 3D, 
we have this finale to the show, and it's called A Tribute to All Countries But Mostly America. That's right. <laughs> and it's great because it involves fireworks inside a theater, and the theater gets to destroyed around you and then the next time you come in it's perfectly fine it's and it's all okay yep that's the magic of disney isn't it so yep and it's amazing <laughs> and sure most people might be like why mostly america but then again america is as much a part of disney as disney is a part of america so it makes perfect sense to me me too and then next we have a ride which I really, really love, and it's called Mission Space. And in that one, it might not be as evident as Muppet Vision or the rest of what we're talking about, but Mission Space is actually very patriotic because it involves NASA. Mm -hmm. And as we all know, NASA is one of the best space programs in the world, especially after the Cold War. And in the ride, no matter which route you go on, you are either going up and orbiting Earth, or you're going to Mars. Yep. And both times, it's NASA who sends you up in the space thing, and you are basically working as an astronaut astronaut for NASA which is why it is so patriotic and it's why I love it so much because I like space and then next we have this thing called the Liberty Square Riverboat which everything about Liberty Square is patriotic because it's literally the way that Liberty Square was set up but the riverboat is special because it's called the Mark Twain Riverboat the Mark Twain Riverboat is um, at Disneyland, I think. Oh, right. But this is the equivalent of that. At Walt Disney World, yeah. Yeah, and it's a, and it's a steamboat, which is one of the staple ways that people used to travel back in ye olden times of America. Mm -hmm. Especially on the Mississippi River, they would take a, a paddle mm -hmm. boat, you know? Yep, and it just reminds me of New Orleans, too. Mm -hmm. Because of the princess and the frog and the scenes mm -hmm. on the paddle boat. Yep. And on the other side of that river, Daddy, why don't you go into that? Well, there is Tom Sawyer Island, which there's um, the equivalent. There's also an equivalent over at Disneyland, and it's slightly different name. But um, but basically, Tom Sawyer Island, you take a raft over. And you cross the rivers of America, and it's its own island in the middle of the rivers of America. And it's it's just a great way to explore different things and to check out some neat scenery and get some different sights and scenes of the park, you know? So mm -hmm. it's just a lot of fun. They have a barrel bridge. They have a... Um, they have a cave that you can navigate through. They, they have many, many caves. They have a lot of different stuff that you can check out. And it's just, you know, one of the things that we look at when we're traveling and we're going to Disney, especially if it's a really busy time, one of the things that we like to do is to look at some of the 
the roads less traveled, you know, the the things that people overlook a bit. And and Tom Sawyer Island and the Liberty Square Riverboat and things like that sometimes fit that bill as being something that they just you don't think about very much. And um and so that gives you a way to experience and, and step away from from the bustle a bit. Um, because you can just be relaxing you know, as you're navigating and wandering through the island. So Tom Sawyer Island to me is, you know, very much a part of, of our look at patriotism as far as, at least as far as it goes with regards to looking at Mm -hmm. the nostalgia of America. And then um, back over at Disneyland, um, there's another ship that you can ride on and it's the sailing ship Columbia. And we, we rode that, um, back our first trip to Disneyland, it was 2013, and I I was captivated by how cool that ship was to ride. I know. I thought it was so much fun, and I mean, it's just like taking a ship around the you know mm-hmm. a little a little waterway, but it was so neat, and it was like we were on a ship like from you know like from Pirates of the Caribbean or something. You know what you know? that ship reminded me of? What? It reminded me of a ship that you would find in Boston Harbor. Yeah. The, um, what is it? The Constitution? The USS Constitution? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the one. We saw it when we went up to Boston. And it's still yeah. there, I think. It is still there. Um, and yeah, and it, it's just a throwback to when sailing ships were the way to navigate. You know, you didn't have big ocean liners. You didn't have big cruise ships. It was much, much hardier way of transportation. You didn't have an airplane to fly you where you needed to go. You, you needed to take a ship, and it would take you months to get there. But it was it's a neat experience. So it's one of those things that's kind of overlooked at Disneyland, and it's something you don't want to miss because – you know there may came there may come a time when it's not there anymore and you'll and you'll regret it if you don't ride it at least once i think mhm so or if you don't regret it it's because you don't know what you're missing exactly exactly and then um for me one of the all time americana sorts of things um is the Walt Disney World Railroad and the Disneyland Railroad. And, you know, so much has been reported about how big of a train enthusiast um, Walt was. And just a reminder, um, you know, I'm wearing my Mickey ears today because, to me, Mickey Mouse is about as American as it gets. Um, And Mickey Mouse was created on the train ride from Chicago to L.A., that's Mm -hmm. where Walt had the idea and came up with Mickey Mouse. So, um so the the fact that they have the Walt Disney World Railroad and the Disneyland Railroad are just synonymous to me with with Americana and with um you know at the very least a look back at the ways that America was simpler um if it's not specifically a patriotic sort of thing but it's a throwback to when America was in a simpler time, you know, and, mm-hmm. and just the nostalgia drive. So, so that's why I included them. Yes. So, what do you got for us, Sophie? Next, we have four things left, 
And mm-hmm. I would actually really, really like to take the last one because it's a huge thing that I found. Okay. And so I'm just going to go ahead and do the last four, if that's okay. Go for it. Well, on the last four of my of the list, we have a very special resort. My dad and I actually toured it, but we've never gotten to stay there because actually, it is... Actually, I don't think we've ever toured it, Sophie. No, I remember. We went into one of the villas that it has. Mm-mm. 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 No, I, I specifically remember we went and toured the Shades of Green Military Resort when we towed Ter- Saratoga Springs. Okay. We'll, we'll skip the, um, we'll skip that, but, um, because we went to Old Key West, but, um, but mm-hmm. anyway, anyway, Shades of Green is a military resort and it's over by the Grand Floridian by the Magic Kingdom. And, um, and it's open for military members only. It used to be a different resort and then the Department of Defense actually bought it and, um, and you can stay there if you are a active member of the military or a retired member of the military. So, um, so I don't have a whole lot of information on that, but I, I don't think we toured it, sweetie. I'm sorry to, to be a negative about that, but, um, mm-hmm. but it's a great opportunity if you are a member of the military for staying at Disney and getting a, um, a good place to stay and getting a good rate. So, and then also um, in com- conjunction with that is you can get military tickets that um, that are are like a four or five or even now a six day ticket that um, that has park hopper um, automatically included and you basically pay half the price um, that you would if you were buying tickets straight out. So, mm-hmm. so that's a good savings for those in the military. So, okay. So, take um, the take yeah. the last. My last three. So next we have these training videos during World War II, and I'm not sure if they are synonymous with Walt Disney's World War II propaganda cartoons, but they are closely related. I don't think they're the same. And you see, Walt was very, very interested in the, the wars because he is a huge patriot. So much so that in order to promote American morale and spirit, he made World War II cartoons involving our own Donald Duck as a soldier, whether it be by... <clears throat> I'm not sure how to put this, whether it be by portraying the Nazis in a negative light or portraying America as a very, very amazing country to fight for, which it is. Sorry, but it is. And the Nazis were horrible. He would make Donald into a soldier, and when he was a Nazi soldier, he would make it seem like the most stupid thing ever and Mm -hmm. even so far as to make donald go insane from how stupid it was and when he was an american soldier he would make donald 
very sure he would throw in humor here and there but he would also make sure that people knew it is good to be an american soldier it is very very good yeah and this goes this next one this last one that i have this is a story and i think you would all be very interested to hear this goes back to before walt ever went to LA and made the Disney companies. This was back when he was still in school. So, Walt was, to paint the set, Walt was 16 at the time, he was still in high school, and he, his brother Roy had gone and joined the Navy, and he wanted to be part of the military as well. So he found this group called the American Ambulance Corps, which was part of the Red Cross, and they were for younger recruits, but the minimum age you had to be in order to join was 17. So what Walt did was he ended up falsifying his age to make it seem like he was a year older, and the corpse accepted him not knowing that he was only 16. And then there was a time when he needed to go to France. But that required a parent's permission to sign the passport. His dad would not have any of it. But his mom said, and I quote, I would rather you go off and know where you were. I would rather know where you were than have you run off and disappear from our life. So she ended up falsifying her husband's signature and then Walt false altered his birthday f- from 1901 to 1900 which made him eligible to go. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so this would have been during World War 1, correct Sophie? Yes, this would have been World War 1 because this was in 1917. Yep. Yeah. So so he yes. was patriotic from the get-go oh yes definitely he loved his country and Mm -hmm. you know one of the things that i saw and i saw that story but i didn't mark it but one of the things i saw with regards to the training videos was that um he someone asked him why he was doing it or something like that and um because you know he did all that stuff at cost so he made no profit from it um and Mm -hmm. someone asked why are you doing that and he was like i need to these kids and so of course this is world war ii he's like these kids grew up on mickey mouse so i need to do this for them you know and and that's really what it came down to and i i read something about how during a normal calendar year they were doing i think 3000 yards of film a year mm-hmm. but during the war effort they were doing like 300,000 yards of film in a year so it was like what is that 100 times more than in a mm-hmm. normal year and they were having to do it short staff because so much of his um crew had had been drafted into the war you know so much of the employees so it was it was a crazy time for sure and it was a very patriotic time to be able to give back to the country and he was able to show that the videos they were making were very much a part of of 
being part of the war effort, even though you're at home. So it was mm-hmm. really, really cool to to see that spirit, you know, come out and shine. Um, yes, so. definitely. So that I think is a pretty darn good compilation of things that you can see inside and outside of the Disney parks that relate to the patriotism of Disney. What do you think, Sophie? Is there anything else that we've missed? No, I do not think so. Okay. Well, it is time for this day in Disney history. So, Sophie, are you ready for us? Yes, I do. And I have two things. Okay. What do you got for us for June 29th? The first is in 1981. Okay. Where a very special club at Walt Disney's Contemporary Resort has a very special event. And that event is the Broadway at the Top show. And it's a lively show highlighting the spectacular best of Broadway's past 30 years. It is a fast-paced nightclub review of musicals from the days of Cole Porter to Chorus Line and Evita. Nice. Mm-hmm. And now... And Today, that was June 29th, 1981. Yes. Okay. And now a special bit of trivia about it. Well, not really trivia. Today, the spot is occupied by, occupied by the California Grill. And since 1995, oh, okay. there is a top-of-the-world lounge now located next door on top of the Bay Lake Tower Resort. And we've been there, Sophie, haven't we? We have? Yeah, we went up. Um we didn't we didn't obviously you were just a little kid so we didn't go to the lounge and have drinks or anything but we went up to the top because with our dvc stay at bay lake tower we were able we were able to to get to the top and we actually went out onto the onto the rooftop lounge and were able to look over to the magic kingdom oh wow so we didn't spend a whole lot of time there but we did that when we went with um, with Uncle Otis and Aunt Nancy and Anna Jane and Grandma Sherry on that trip, oh. that's when we when we did that. And um, I've got a picture somewhere of you and Anna Jane sitting on a park bench on the top there. <laughs> yep. And one more thing regarding the contemporary, and this one is very special to me since we're talking about patriotism. Uh-huh. This is as recent as 2002 where Mickey's star-spangled pin event takes place at Walt Disney World's Contemporary Resort. And I don't know quite if this is one of the pins that was used. Oh, that's a cool-looking pin. Yeah, and of course all my photos are sadly gone backwards. So the Hall of Presidents oh, one, the good. word is... But yeah, this is, a, I think, one of the star-spangled pins that they sold at the Contemporary Resort, and it met the market at 2002. Nice. That's a great-looking pin. And Mm -hmm. just for the record, Sophie, Mm -hmm. um, your photos, as I see them, are are switched the right way, so you only see them backwards. Oh, I wonder why that is. I have Mm -hmm. no idea. It's beyond my technology brain, so... All right. So is that all you got for us for this day in Disney history? That is all I have. All right. Then it's time for our Disney Who's Who character. And today I am going to an island. Mm. And this 
character um, lives on this island. And that's all I'm going to give you for a hint. Do you think you know who it might be? I'm going to say that it is Lilo. Yes, it is actually Stitch is who my character is. But the movie is Lilo and Stitch. I was thinking that because patriotism. Yeah. But, you know, them living or them being on Hawaii. Mm -hmm. So I I chose Stitch because there's more did you know for Stitch than there is for Lilo. Uh But um, Stitch is the only creature of his kind in existence. He is the result of an illegal genetic experiment by the mad scientist Jumba Jukiba, who simply refers to his creation as Experiment 626. Although Stitch appears harmless, his very existence is an abomination to all that's decent in the galaxy. Jumba engineered Stitch as the ultimate fighting machine, abnormally strong, virtually indestructible, and smarter than a supercomputer. Stitch cannot control his pre-programmed urge to destroy until he finds the one thing he has never known before, a family. Stitch is capable of speaking only a few words. Still, his big black eyes and droopy ears are very expressive and allow him to convey his feelings. He risks everything to show Nani that not only can he speak, but he loves Lilo and will risk his life for her. Mm-hmm. So, Sophie. Yeah? Did you know that Stitch's body is incredibly dense, making it impossible for him to swim or float? Yes, I did. Okay. Do you know what his favorite book is? The Ugly Duckling. Yes, that's right. Um, And did you know that Stitch was not originally supposed to talk? That I did not know. Yeah, but when the filmmakers realized the story hinged on his being able to express himself at the film's end, they began developing his voice. And did you know one other thing? What's that? It's not canon to the movie, but it is canon to the TV series that they made about Lilo and Stitch. Uh Not only does Stitch have 625 older cousins, but he has... An uncountable amount of younger cousins as well. Oh, like an infinite number? Mm-hmm. Wow. We don't know how many they, there are, but there are tons. Yeah. So as far as we're concerned, it's an infinite un, or an infinite number. But mm-hmm. it could be finite, but we don't know. Yep. Okay. No, I did not know any of that, Sophie. You know about all these things more than I do. Yep. All right. So that takes us to our last bit, which is um, our Walt Disney quote. And obviously, since our topic today was patriotism at Disney, I went on that angle when I looked up this quote. And, of course, we're all, as always, we're reading from the quotable Walt Disney, which was compiled by Dave Smith, the archivist. Um, And Walt Disney was quoted, and I quote, 
Recently, I was invited to see a show on America, and as I sat there watching and listening, I felt both proud and thrilled. Thrilled with the voices, thrilled with the sounds, proud of the group of 100 talented young Americans singing about their country. The songs that made me proud of being an American. End quote. And that's what it's all about, being proud to be an American. And I think that we covered it, and I hope that our our listeners get as much enjoyment and realization about what it is to be an American and thinking about all the different patriotic things they can experience at Disney parks um, from listening to the show today. So, Mm -hmm. So next week... We are going to take a look at the weather at Disney and how to handle the weather at Disney, whether it be extreme heat, pouring rain, whatever. We're going to we're going to try and tackle that that topic next week. So um, so that that wraps us up. Yep, that's All it. All right. So that's let me it just today. Yeah, so let me just say that um on the Road with Mickey is sponsored by Tech Solutions North Carolina and Pixie Vacations by Mike Ellis. If you need any computing help, reach out to Tech Solutions NC. You can find them on the internet at techsolutionsnc.com or on Facebook. Or if you want to look at travel and planning a Disney trip or a vacation anywhere, reach out to Mike. I'm at Mike at pixievacations.com or at Pixie Vacations by Mike Ellis on Facebook. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. And thank you, Sophie, for co-hosting with me. Of and course. We'll, and we'll see you on the road, won't we, Sophie? Yes, we will. See you on the road. All Bye. right. Bye. Bye.